Welcome to Homegrown, where each week I will be bringing pivotal perspectives, insights, and inspiration for your life, health, relationships, business, and beyond. This is a call to self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and self-sustainability. I want you to be awakened, activated, and empowered to join in the pursuit of living your best life so you can better serve those you love. Hi, I'm Sophia Ng, and this is Homegrown. Today, I'd like to welcome our very first guest on the show. He's a very special guest of mine, Tim Ng. He's a West Point graduate and top producing real estate agent in the San Francisco Bay Area who has just produced $50 million in the last couple of years in business. He's a lifelong resident of the Bay Area. He's a local expert, mentor, a trusted advisor, and he combines his combat leadership experience and knowledge of the East Bay Area and a ton of grit and determination to buy and sell homes for his clients. Tim is extremely dedicated to those he serves and protects. His clients are extremely lucky to have him. His mission is to protect the American dream and to bring people home. While he was deployed overseas in Iraq, Tim noted that one of the driving factors that his soldiers fought hard for was a dream of returning home to his loved ones. Today, this central theme is what inspires Tim to go above and beyond for his clients. He works hard to cultivate a strong reputation using the latest tech tools from the Bay Area and world-class marketing strategy. I'd like for you to welcome our very first guest. I'm extremely excited and um, for this extremely dedicated real estate agent in the Bay Area. And we have a couple of questions that I wanted to talk about since you know, I, we have a couple of viewers and listeners on the show who do ask a lot about, Hey, you know, I, we're thinking about moving and, um, we have a couple of questions. What are some things that you're looking for? So Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's great to be here and, uh, I'll do my best to impart some knowledge and some of my experience working here in the East, uh, work in the Bay area. <laughs> Great. So I just, you know, wanted to just have a casual conversation and just, I know you're out there on the field a lot. And, and for those of you listening that may not know, Tim is actually my husband and uh, everything that I read on his bio is absolutely true. I'm not just a marketer, <laughs> <laughs> but he really does truly live and breathe, um, you know, his dedication and, uh, um, he's really, truly an honorable guy. So, I'm lucky to have him as my husband and business partner. So first, I just want to hear, you know, you're out there on the road and you're having lots of conversations with our clients. So what are some of the themes that you're hearing, especially during COVID and the pandemic? Yeah. So last year during the COVID pandemic, we, you know, in the real estate industry, we didn't know what was going to happen. So the first couple of weeks was pretty scary. And a lot of the agents just kind of waited sat back and to see what we could do because they told us we couldn't do open houses anymore and we weren't sure what was going to happen with the entire real estate market but those of you who have been looking you know for homes shopping for homes or even thinking about selling your home you'll notice that the real estate market took off well also because we're also seeing historically low rates in the industry as well Absolutely. With the historical low rates, buyers are able to purchase more property for their homes. And because of this and because that they're 
is less inventory in the market. There are a lot more buyers, a lot more serious buyers in the market, and it's extremely competitive, especially here in the Bay Area. What are some things that you're hearing as a central theme of um, clients who are either looking to purchase as they are thinking that they're, they're thinking about upgrading or maybe even downsizing, moving out of California, moving into California. What are the different things that you're hearing that's kind of a central theme? Yeah, um, there's no one central theme. There are a variety of reasons why people are moving out, but I would say um, there is a huge migration of folks moving out of the city itself. And when I say the city and those who are not in the Bay Area, I mean San Francisco or some of the larger cities, and they're moving towards the East Bay. They want to be able to afford more home. They want to, they want more space. Um, what are they doing with that space? Like, is it, exactly. is it because they're just working from <laughs> home now and everyone's just going nuts with the kids? <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons, especially now that a lot of the companies are allowing folks to work remote, they need to have their own uh, home office. But the reason why a lot of people are looking for more space, and when I mean space is a larger backyard, especially with sheltering in place, kids couldn't play out in the front yard anymore. It wasn't safe. So they need a larger backyard so they can play in. Also more land period, because they want to be able to build an in-law suite uh, with the sheltering in place. Uh, families weren't able to visit their own parents or in-laws and instead, and um, so they wanted to build an in-law suite so that they can begin you know, taking care of their parents or having their parents stay with them. And also by having more land, they can also kind of dabble into growing plants, growing vegetables, you know, starting their own garden. Yeah, I know that because we were guilty of that ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, we took down our quarter acre, it was extremely shaded. Um, last year, you know, mm -hmm. actually, when we when we bought it, we loved it because it looked like a campground. And uh, as COVID hit last year, we we spent a lot of money chopping down a lot of the trees just so we could start growing our own food. After the scare of not having any food in the city at the grocery stores at Whole Foods, I remember. Right. Um, so, and I think and I think also you were only supposed to do three planter beds and it ended we agreed up, on four. OK, four planter beds. And what came of it was after that was a chicken coop and a garden. You were you were actually what was it planting from the ground, not not from raised planter beds. Right. It's the back to Eden gardening method. But right. it wasn't until March 16th when we had the stay at home order that I went and um, picked up three hens, three egg laying hens. Um, because, you know, we, we, this is unprecedented times. We've just never seen anything like this. And throughout the year right. last year, we had we had trouble. I had trouble finding soil. I had trouble buying seeds, broccoli, broccoli seeds. I mean, it was just insane to right. see how everyone all across, not just the country, or, you know, not just the Bay Area, but the country and the world were looking to purchase seeds. Um, and, and that to me, like... Right was such a, a huge wake-up call because that's not anything that was ever on my radar before. But we weren't just growing just normal food, though. I mean, even with those three hens, you you had me drive up to Marin to pick up these heritage hens. So they weren't just normal hens no, that laid eggs. Nothing's these, just vanilla. <laughs> right. I mean, it was all, all the, the each of the hens laid different colored eggs and they were organic. And, you know, you're talking about seeds, but we... 
you know, had organic seeds where we were growing these organic vegetables. So, and, and they ended up tasting way better than like Whole Foods and sprouts. And, and so how markets. many chickens do we have now, Tim? Okay, we, we have uh, 16 hens, actually 15 hens and one rooster. So that's where we're at, but we're also on five. We also have three chicks. Yeah, three chicks too. <laughs> Two geese and some ducks. So yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, that, well, that's another topic for another <laughs> okay. day. So back back to what you were asking me though about some of the central themes as to why you know what I'm seeing on the market, you know, boots on the ground, being out there, you know, um, hearing from the buyers, and why are people moving right now? They're getting away from the city. They want more room. They don't want these cookie cutter homes anymore. They want homes that have character right and when i say character now i'm actually hearing more and more buyers saying they don't want that mid-century modern look you know that out of a pottery barn you know or west elm look and that's that's crazy because that's what What? that's what people wanted right they wanted the white cabinetry and the you know dark colored uh laminate flooring so this this is a this is something that's different um also another thing is that People are investing in land, okay? They want real, tangible property. So it's not unheard of to see people making offers um, that are 40 or 50% down when, you know, just a year or so ago, 20% is the norm. Wow, that's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, with rising inflation right now, you, you definitely, it's definitely the wise thing to do is put your assets into a tangible asset, right? That's right. If you're not buying physical gold or silver, you're buying land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I mean, what are some challenges that you're seeing buyers? Because there's, in the Bay Area, the Bay Area real estate is, is really unique, right? There's always going to be a shortage. There's a ton of tech uh, money and investment here. So, you know, what are some challenges that you're seeing, you know, for your buyers, and uh, and what are some strategies that you know you can share? Right. Okay. So the great question. I mean, for as many people that are moving out of California, there's still such a shortage of homes on the market, and just like what you mentioned earlier with the low interest rates, there are so many buyers out there. So it's extremely competitive. And, you know, nowadays you can't just write a personal letter because, um, you know, especially with the real estate, we want to be extremely sensitive to, you know, people's backgrounds and not being discriminated against when they're making an offer. And so we're not writing personal letters anymore. Instead, we have to go strong on our offers. And what I mean is that I will, you know, before we go out and take a look at homes, I will sit down and, you know, do a home buying consultation with my clients, figure out what their goals are, find out what assets that they have, and just figure out like a strategy as to how we can win on these multiple offer situations. And that's what I do. I win. Yes, you do. So what about your sellers? What are some advice that you have for the people who are listening out there who who want to sell, who, who you know don't know if they should hang on a little bit longer, ride out the wave? Um, what are, what's some advice that you have for the sellers out there who are thinking about making a move but maybe a little bit more hesitant? Yeah, that's a great question. And for those of you who are thinking of selling, you need to sell now. And I know that sounds so salesy right now, but it's absolutely true. We don't know, especially with the inflation, 
with some of the interest rates are going up now, we don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like, but we do know what the current situation is. And the current situation is that sellers are still able to sell their homes at top dollar, uh, especially if it's with the right agent and with the right marketing plan. Oh, that's really great. Okay, awesome. I mean, is there anything else that you want to share with, um, you know, any folks that are looking for land in particular? Like what, like, you know, land is, is something so vast, especially, you know, being born and raised in the city. How do you know what to look for? When I hear land, I mean, I have a couple of things, but when we were searching, I had to do some research um, in terms of, you know, what land is good like how what's your advice for those who are looking to expand outside of the city yeah absolutely great question because um i grew up in san jose in the city and i never dreamed of myself being being a farmer and just like what you alluded to we had a, a home you know in the east bay where we had a quarter acre of land and we made good use of it with chickens and with you know growing fruits and vegetables and now we're on a five acre piece parcel of land. And not only that, like we have been able to just learn more strategies as to like what we can grow, we can actually dream and also what to look for in, in land because I have clients as well who are looking for land. They want to get away from the cities. They want to just have some more elbow room. They want to be able just to get their hands in the dirt. And so some of the things you need to look for is you know, the septic tank, right? You need to know if, and, and also the well water, like what's the pressure that you're getting from a well water? You know, some of these things are different types of inspections than from your normal city home inspections. And so just being mindful of that, finding out is the land actually usable land or is it, you know, a lot of it, you know, is downhill and it's unusable. Um, you know, what is nearby? Is there something that's hazardous, you know, that can affect what you're going to be growing? Uh, what is the what are the access points? What are you know, where's the closest hospital? Like these are some questions that people will have like, OK, great. I want to be remote, but not too remote. I want to be able to still get my Instacart, still be able to get to like my In-N-Out or whatever or my Costco. And so it really depends on what you're looking for. Those who seek land, there are those that just want a bug out spot. Those who just want just a little bit more land than what they have in the city. Um, there are. Um, a variety of different homes and lands and you know what not every agent is going to go out there and look for that land for you because it's a it's a whole different animal basically and it requires a lot more work but it's something that I love doing because now that I've just gotten my hands dirty and just getting in that soil and actually now we're going to be buying a tractor soon it's like it's a whole new world and I've learned to really appreciate being able to just grow my own food and just appreciate land that now I'm really helping out my clients who are seeking, you know, land, whether it's, you know, an acre or five acres and just being able to advise them through the process. Right. And do you have any clients who have uh, been inspired by the way that, you know, we're we've moved out of the city to but yet still work in the city, of course but to acquire more land and to be more self-sufficient. Yeah, I mean, I have a great example. I mean, we have some very close uh, family friends who just heard about our story, followed us, and was in, they were inspired, and they purchased a second home out in the Modesto area, and it's almost an acre, uh, and it's just flat, usable property, usable land. 
that has well water um, irrigation and so they are excited to grow a fruit orchard and also just grow some vegetables too they haven't they have an rv too and it's like i know this is weird but like i know we have an rv but one of the things that excites me is like being able to like create or install my own rv dump or something for at my property (laughs) (laughs) well it's definitely hard to find a place to dump your rv in the (laughs) bay area it's one of the random things that you never think about until you have to offload it somewhere and, and have to travel 50 miles away well with the pandemic we saw like rv sales went up and a lot of people they couldn't go on vacation so that was the safest way to go on vacation was to you know rent an rv or just you know to you know to go out and see nature experience nature yeah so i mean what other things are you seeing that you know are you are what about clients who are downsizing Can you talk about that a little bit do you see anybody going from a uh, you know, a home, single family home to condo. Does that exist? I don't, I don't know if we're seeing that, but kind of curious to see if you're seeing any of that downsizing. Not necessarily of downsizing in terms of going to a condo, but there are a lot of clients that are looking just for like two bedroom places. Maybe they're like, they're like empty nesters and they want a smaller property, but a single family home that still has land that they can still grow. And I know that the market is really unique here in the Bay Area. So Mm -hmm. when a home is listed for its list price, Mm -hmm. does it typically go for that price? Or do you typically see it going a little bit higher, under? Where do you see it landing? You know, obviously, it really depends on the home itself and on the area. But generally speaking, the home is usually typically listed at the right price, at the market price. But where it actually closes is far higher far greater than what it's listed at. And do you think that was because of the pandemic and what what's going on in the world with all the buyers going you know trying to upgrade or, or buy a home now? Is that is that a unique thing that we're seeing? Uh, you know, I think a lot of it is well partially it's because we do live in the Bay Area so it is like a, a bubble, but you're absolutely right. The COVID, the pandemic really gave it a huge um, surge in terms of like how much more homes were going. I mean, I, I was seeing homes in Oakland were going two to three hundred thousand dollars over asking. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. But um, in addition to that, it's just everything that's going on right now. Just the people wanting just to expand. They want to have more space. And so that dry that's driving up the, the price of homes and the really low interest rates. Well, I mean, I think I think we're seeing a lot of movement and I I know that there's a lot of buyers that I'm working with um, and and obviously a lot of homeowners that I'm working with with refinancing their homes that you know you definitely want to take advantage of rates that are below three but since March I've been seeing the rates rise and home prices still going up I mean typically when interest rates go up you see the housing market kind of level out a little bit but Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not seeing that. I just keep seeing more and more buyers. Rates are slightly climbing up, yet you know home prices are going way above asking. I think uh, we have a buyer uh, client who's in contract right now in Morgan Hill for you know over eight hundred thousand dollars for a townhome, and I just remember Morgan Hill years ago when we were when we were there it was you know something around the two to three hundred. So what do you yeah. think is dry? I mean, well, 
I, I would say to that is that um, it's a balancing act. I really need to know what the goals are for my clients. If they absolutely need to get into a home right now, then they better make a very strong, aggressive offer to get into that home, even though it's way over asking. Um, because if they don't, then just a week or two weeks later, they could possibly be priced out of that market and they will be looking at other cities. But then again, like I'm not all about just making that sale. Majority of my business is through referrals. And you know what? I think the market is really high right now. It it is a bubble. Is it going to crash? I always get that question like every year. We're going to wait, Tim, till the market crashes because it's too high and it hasn't crashed yet. Right. And I don't think we're going to have something like we experienced back in 08 but the market will correct itself. I, I absolutely believe that. And so those, my clients who can wait, I say, oh, that's fine. You go ahead and wait a little bit because I understand their hesitation, right? But at the same time, can you outsave the market? Well, that's not, you know, historically, no, you cannot. But I'm, I'm all about not pressuring my clients. I really want to give them options. So I know we're, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes of this interview. So thank you for your time. I know you're super busy. I barely see you. So a <laughs> couple of questions on uh, how how farming life has been for you. I know this is, I mean, two of us are, are city folks and born, born and raised in the city. So this is not something that was, I mean, to be honest, was never really on my radar as my dream. But just given the situation of, COVID and, and uh, the things that we're, we had been seeing this last year has really been a call to self-reliance, you know, self-sufficiency, self-sustainability, you know, for, for as, as a new lifestyle um, for us. So, I mean, <laughs> I know I've gone through some things and things have been really <laughs> fast since we've been out here, but how have things been for you? How are you liking it? How is yeah. You know, was this a good move? Um, and would you recommend it? Oh, I think that's the first time you asked me that question. <laughs> Usually you don't have a choice. <laughs> right. Well, in answer to your question, it, it's been a it's been a real blessing. And it's like what you just said. I never in my dreams imagined that I would be here where I would own a farm and, you know, be a farmer. And it but it's absolutely um so it's so rewarding because we do we do it for the children and and we want to just show them that you know where their food comes from and the why is like what why do we work so hard you know back in the city we're working hard but we're just you know typing on a computer and you know going places but here you're actually we our kids can see what we're actually doing you know all the work that we're doing and sowing seeds because they can see the crops that come of it or the baby chicks growing up to be the the chickens but where i get a lot of um fulfillment actually is the community that we have and that's something that's extremely different that we i've never experienced in the city where we have so many people living around us but then we also have our fences and our doors where if people ring the doorbell it's like whoa who's there you know it's not it's not halloween you know check who's your, check your ring yeah is that the amazon guy like who's that but in the country like oh my gosh everyone is so friendly they're so nice and that's something that took 
took some getting used to. Well, I mean, I think everybody <laughs> here kind of knows what's going on at all times. And even though we're like right. not even really close in distance, uh, somehow we all kind of have an eye out on, on one another. So I think that's been a yeah. blessing. I think that's been really mm-hmm. refreshing because even though we were in the city where our neighbors were right next to us, we never really spent the time to connect and really get to know folks on a yeah. on a deeper the only time level. The only time we spoke to them was when we moved in and when we moved out, literally, some of our neighbors. But here, it's like you actually have genuine conversations they, with your neighbor. And it's just so refreshing. Well, I think it's also because we genuinely have to depend on them. I mean, we're out here. We're all kind of out here. And it's one of the things to learn is to be yeah, self-sufficient, but we're all kind of self-sufficient right. together. Yes. And I think to your point, the community aspect has been really mm-hmm. just not just refreshing, but nourishing to mm-hmm. um, our, our family. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think it's really good for the children to learn that at a young age and to and for them to experience that because it wasn't something that I personally had experienced growing up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great. So, I mean, I know we we tend to move pretty fast, but uh, I think, you know, in the last couple of weeks and months, um, <laughs> things have been things have been moving pretty fast here. I think that Definitely. it's 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 been a little overwhelming. I mean, I mean, we can talk about how great things are, but to be honest, like farm life is not all rainbows. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's a lot of. everywhere and and, um, there's smells um, (laughs) that you know but like you know I think it's it's all part of it that you you just kind of have to figure out like you know the the regular rhythm and the pace and to slow it down and so um, it's again it's been really good to to have like our friends here and kind of just helping out um and with the kids helping out, I think they're learning a ton of responsibility that they never really were exposed to in the city. Well, yeah, and it absolutely, and it forces even forces me to learn new new skills too. Whereas in the city, I could just be comfortable doing what I'm doing, you know, every day. But out here, you know, just you know, how do I deal with something, a situation with you know, like our ducklings? You know, we we have a hundred ducks. You know, and how do we build a shelter for them? How do we protect them from predators and and things? You know, or, or training a puppy, and it's not a normal puppy, but an LGD, a livestock guardian dog. Uh, how do we train that kind of puppy? And so, yes, a lot of it is through YouTube, but we're also learning from our neighbors and just reading books. You know, watching videos, but it's kind of taking what we've learned in tech from the Bay Area and just moving quickly and being able to apply it to farm life has been uh, has been pretty awesome. It hasn't been it hasn't been as great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the results haven't it's been a bit as cleaner great. in tech, yes. but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not all great. Uh, I just want to keep it real, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> keep it real here. All right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think Well, thank you for your time. And I want to thank our listeners out there for listening. Um, I hope that you have gleaned a little bit of, you know, our experience and what we're seeing that's very unique here in the Bay Area real estate market. And so if, you know, 
anybody's if anybody's out there is interested in learning more about how to contact you tim what's the best way to reach out to you well you can uh call me you can text me my number is 925-325-5488 and you can uh, check out my website at www.allbayareahomes.com okay great well thank you so much for sharing your experience your stories and your heart on this podcast you know i can't wait to see this journey and and how it all unfolds for for all of us here and so you know just we're all in this together we believe that we can make this better and and um if you're out there and listening and and thinking about hey is this possible what are some things that i should look for for my next move or you know my dream of owning a little bit more land um you know i hope you're inspired by this podcast i hope you learned some strategies in this episode and if you have any questions at all feel free to reach out uh, we thank you for your time and look forward to seeing you and in, in meeting you next week on the homegrown podcast thank you